Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Um, Can't go out here with dry, dusty (laughs) whistles. Exactly. Mummy whistles. Yeah, exactly. Crypt whistles. (laughs) Uh, Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name isn't. It's Tom Ryman. And we just watched The Pyramid. Pyramid. Uh, 2014's The Pyramid. Feels older, it but fe- it isn't. It feels older. <laughs> it feels roughly <laughs> 500 years old. It has been called the curse of the pharaohs. Vengeance against adventurers who disturbed the sacred tombs of the pyramids. 1699. A Polish ship carrying two mummies is haunted by spectral visions and brutal storms. 1803, four expedition members enter Khafra's pyramid, never to emerge. 1922, Tutankhamun's tomb is opened, and a series of horrifying deaths befall the excavation team. For the next 91 years, no other tombs are disturbed. Tell them not to open it up yet. Tell them to hold off. Until now. It feels older than the pyramids themselves. Uh, real quick, big shout out to Burrito Mouth. Burrito Mouth is our patron who's making us watch shape-themed movies. Mm-hmm. And so we've run out of, you we're know, out circles. Of cubes. Or cubes, and then we went on to spheres. We might have some circles left, but we're at a pyramid. Uh, it is a geometric uh, shape, that's true. Yeah, this is a 2014 very, very unsuccessful, to the point that they didn't release it in a lot of countries on DVD. Yeah. I learned. Uh, uh, so it's available it even, on Amazon, though. I think it even skipped theatrical releases in a lot of places. I can see that. Uh, yeah, this is a breathtakingly bad movie. This is uh, one of the worst movies I think we've ever watched on this, on yeah. this podcast. The thi- all right. Well, this is it's hard because I wasn't bored because it, it's all right. Yeah, it's not so bad that it's funny, but it's fascinating to watch at times. Yeah, it is. It's one of those. It's like the uh, Master of Disguise. Uh, It's not as entertaining or as singular or as, uh, dare I say, essential as the Master of Disguise. Yeah. Which we didn't even watch on this, but we watched that on uh, Best Bad Movie. But anyway, um, it's one of those movies where it's, it's fascinating and interesting and almost like a classroom situation to watch it just as an example of how wrong every element of your movie can go. Yeah. I want to give not a history lesson, but I want to say that this was an era where found footage horror was on its decline. I would say. Yeah. It, the parent, the paranormals activity were, were, were winding down. Cause even they were starting to break the format. Uh, yeah. and they were getting, I mean, they were never good, but they were getting real bad. Yeah. We've we've reached a new era now where found footage can actually be quite good, but this specific era, found footage in a horror meant that's a bad movie. Yes. Like, more often than not, that was going to be bad. It basically meant we want to make a horror film, but we don't want to pay a lot of money, so let's just make it found footage. Well, and they would often... Like, real quick, it's that we want to make a horror movie, but we want to pay even less money, because the thing about horror movies, yes. why they get made so often and is because... They're relatively cheap to make, and they they tend to be very successful because of yes. how little money you spend on them, and just people enjoy watching shitty horror movies. So they'll be like, "Hey, the the fucking clown penis killer, let's watch that. That'll be stupid." And then you've just yeah. given them five dollars. Yeah, exactly. And so they wanted to pay. Like the the first paranormal activity is shot in the producer's house. The first, I think, two it didn't even sh- break like a hundred thousand dollars for the budget. No. It was like. Re- ridiculously no. yeah, cheap. The, the first two paranormal activities were shot in the same house which is the producer's house so, yeah. the, so they got two whole movies out of that yeah blair witch famously thirty thousand yep. dollars i believe mm-hmm. uh and so 
there's this appeal to it. The The problem is that, like, there are actually certain things you need to do to make a good fan footage horror movie. Yeah. And I, I, I wrote a list of bad things because what would happen is that they didn't actually have respect for the genre. And so they were just making it to make it. And then we get all the way to this movie, which I believe is like the rock bottom of found footage, where I don't even think this movie was cheap. I think this movie actually was expensive. It can't have been. I mean, it's they clearly only have maybe two sets like the pure it's you know it's a, yeah. it's an old trick you know the raid does the same thing they just keep dressing the same room in different ways and it, oh, it's the pyramid. Yeah, that's and true. that's that's fine that's not a knock against the movie uh but you're right it doesn't it doesn't look cheap yeah and uh it, again it's probably not ex- incredibly expensive either no but but, like, but all of the it's a creature movie uh, and all of the creatures are digital effects yeah um and and so it kind of it undercuts everything about both found footage and horror, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what's so fascinating by it is that it almost feels like it they purposefully made it to fail. Uh, that, it's, that, it's, uh, and the, which is because that obviously can't be the intent, but right, like it's so the thing I want to scream about with my entire chest is that it's not even a found footage movie; it just. It is sometimes, and then it will just randomly not be when it decides not to be. It literally cuts to space. (laughs) In the first 15 minutes, there's a cutaway to space, a satellite in space. Mm -hmm. And here's the issue. Um, All right, there's a scene in this movie where uh, the rover goes into the tent, right? Yeah. And sees the woman undressing. And this is a PG-13 movie, right? It's got to be. No, it's R. Really? Yeah, okay. they were swearing all over the oh, place. Some... It's pretty violent. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that actually makes this even worse. And I know this is a terrible, terrible example, but so if you're going to show boobs in your movie, show them. But they do the like PG-13 thing, right? This is such a weird analogy. I don't know what and you're so it's doing, like, yeah. What I'm saying is that they were like, ooh, we want to show a sexy moment. We want to appeal to that, right? So they showed like the back of this actress changing, and the scene is completely unnecessary, right? It really is. And you, could, it, you could maybe argue the person driving the rover is supposed to have a romantic relationship with that character. But, but they, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and we only learn about it from that and from like a photograph we see of them together, and that's it. Yeah, it feels like a producer was like, let's show some skin. And the actress was like, absolutely yeah, not. No. And they talked her, <laughs> so this yeah, and they talked her into showing her back. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm getting at is that's how this whole film feels, where it's if you're going to do a found footage film, do a do found, a found footage, footage film. Yes. If you're not, don't. don't. The problem with doing both is it actually undercuts everything because they use the same style of shooting and camera quality for both the found footage shots and the non-found footage shots. Mm-hmm. So what that does is, for example, they put a rover in the pyramid and because they're like, no one can go inside. And then they keep shooting third-person shots of the right, rover. They keep shooting like, like establishing shots of the rover. as it's- <laughs> Yeah. But it's shot handheld, yeah. like he found footage. So I'm like, and well, like, you brought that camera the in there, thing, right? It's like it drives into this tunnel, and it's like supposed to be this spooky thing as it's driving in there, and we're seeing from the from the rover's camera, and then it immediately cuts to a reverse shot of the rover driving into the tunnel. It's yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, and again, who's holding that space. camera? Oh, nobody. Okay, yeah. Like it's it even begins with the stupid prologue that they all begin with, where it's like this was the footage that was recovered from this team, and it's yes. like, but it's not unless there was an additional person there that uh, like a ghost that was filming it for their Instagram or something. What makes it even weirder is that none of those shots, the third person non found footage shots, are necessary for the plot. Going to that shot of space, so they they do a they do a scene where they're talking. And then they cut to space mm-hmm. and a satellite. And then they cut to them at a computer looking at the satellite. You don't need to show the satellite in space for us to understand that there's a satellite. Mm-hmm. And most of it, 
most of it undercuts it. Imagine that rover scene had it all just been from the rover's perspective. That actually would have been scary. Imagine this entire movie if it had only been from the yeah. perspective of the cameras that this crew is holding, but they don't do that. They cut to an omniscient camera in every sequence. And the problem is also is that, so by doing that, the tension of a found footage film is that you're seeing it all through their perspective, That is the right? entire point of the format. It's, it's yes. why it's interesting for people, because it puts you right in the action. So it's like you're there. It's why people like it. It's why it's appealing. Right. And also, it makes it feel real. Yeah. It's why it's, it's, why it's good for horror. It's what makes it scary. Yeah. Now, the tension of a movie that's not a horror movie that's not found footage involves you having to forget it's a movie, right? Mm-hmm. You become you become involved with the plot. You forget the camera exists. But by doing both, it ruins both. Yeah. In the not in the third person views, you're always thinking, well, there's Who's a Who's holding the camera? Yeah. Exactly. So it ruins both ideas simultaneously, it sure does. which is Dave, very impressive. Dave, would you believe that this is this director's first and only movie? I would. <laughs> This movie, it's incredible. It's um, this he this this director. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's, I think, a writer and cinematographer. He's worked a lot with Alexander Aja, who is a producer on this film. But like, got it. Even Aja's worst movie is not as bad as this. Yeah, and I actually kind of, yeah, yeah. I actually kind of like him. I like most of his movies. But so this I was movie looking, is trash. I was looking at the uh, behind the scenes, and this is a spoiler. One of the IMDb trivia is Anubis is entirely computer generated. Oh, I was no, like, you no don't, kidding. Yeah, you don't say. Uh-huh. It's how interesting. Because <laughs> um, let I actually, me tell I, you, it looked real. <laughs> <laughs> I completely misremembered this movie, by the way. As I knew Anubis was in it. I knew it was found footage. I had seen it. But I thought that it was way more subtle, uh-uh. <laughs> the Anubis stuff. No, you see no, it, it is, in the light. It is, yeah, <laughs> it is. You see him in the daytime. It is literally Anubis. Yeah. Um, the other villain is, and we, we'll get into the actual plot. The thing is, the, the other the villain is terrible. Cats. It's cats. The other the, Sphinx the, cats. The primary villain. I would. I would yep. even say because you don't get to Anubis until the end. The primary villain of this film is cats. Yeah, most of the movie is just people lost in a pyramid. One of them gets in a Mortal Kombat trap, um, and then they get attacked by cats every now and then. Mm. But, like, the cats can't... They're just hungry kitties. Um, And they're like, these are Sphinx cats. They must have been buried down here thousands of years ago, right? Yeah. That's what they say. Mm -hmm. Tom, when... uh, Go ahead and guess when Sphinx cats were first bred. I'm going to guess it was later than 3,000 years ago Mm -hmm. when the pyramids were built. It was 1960. Mm Mm-hmm. So like that's that's the level of not giving a shit this mu- this movie is. Like they didn't Google anything. Well, they Googled Sphinx uh, and saw that they yeah. were Sphinx cats and they were like, "Oh, that must be what the Sphinx was." And it's like, "No. No, that's no. not what that was." No, they <laughs> were just cats racist, that name that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> way to be racist yeah. about it. I love that they're excavation exca- excavation excavation. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um I love that it's like a 1930s like they're using shovels uh and and like i don't know i don't know how you dig up a pyramid nowadays but i feel like you don't do it like you do in the movie the mummy uh um well i feel like you probably would because it's a delicate operation like it's, it's, re- delicate. it's the reason they don't use backhoes to dig up dinosaur bones yeah that's fair but like the i don't know it doesn't matter the uh, because I don't think it mattered to them because they do a thing where they... Once you get to a certain level, anyway, like, obviously you would clear away the first, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't... Yeah, exactly. Um, But, like, later they, like, find an artifact and the guy dusts it off and then the woman just picks it up. Yep. (laughs) It's like, okay, so which is it? Mm -hmm. And and he dusts it off in such a half-assed way where they, like, they just know that's something you do. Like, again, there's very... There's, like, no research is, I guess, what I'm getting at here. There's no attention to those details. Uh, it's it's and again it it's like they don't care to be found footage. It feels like they thought found footage is a golden ticket, is like free money, and then they just threw it together. It's not a bad uh, idea, like to do a found footage movie that's inside a haunted pyramid. Sure, I'll buy a ticket to that. Yeah. But this movie sucks so profoundly. 
they just they didn't do anything they didn't it just really feels like they didn't try um the scenes that are supposed to be horror aren't scary they they put action music over half of the scenes uh they don't try yeah, they try for a few very cheap jump scares that's one of the other it. things is it has a it has a um uh non-diegetic score yes it has music in the in the uh that's that's correct right non-diegetic is when they can't hear it i think so okay uh, I, I so yes that's right uh so yeah so yeah. it's like play there's a score that'll play in the in the actual sequences that are legitimately found footage and it's like where is that yeah. music coming from yeah um i all right so this was my list of all the things that did wrong um the characters all look like actors they're beautiful all of them which is a common one that i think found footage figured out not to do uh after a while and it's like you don't need hideous people in it you just need people who look like real people all the characters are clearly in makeup <laughs> they're clearly like camera ready it's also lit like a movie mm-hmm. at all times they don't try to like there's several make it there, look natural there's a one thing i want to to tack on to that there's a scene where the last two characters get to Anubis's chamber and it's behind this secret door. And uh, one of them, the lady, is hiding in the dark as Anubis stomps past her and opens the door to get out and light comes in. They're in a pyramid under the sand. There's no light source down there. Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's things like that. Yeah, obviously the third person camera, uh, that's like blatant not caring. And a lot of the times it's in exchange for just like, doing shots they think is cool they'll have like a shot from the ceiling suddenly mm-hmm. like again it's shots that it's like you can just take that out yeah, like, like not- a shot there's one where there's a shot way down it's again it's like the rover thing but it's the characters yeah. enter a, a hallway a corridor and it cuts to yes. a reverse angle of all the characters just so we can see one of the cats run in front of the camera yeah and, and the like, reverse angle is way down the hallway it's, and it's like wait did you have a cameraman yeah, who's holding that yeah so it's like not only is that not scary it's a cat running in front of a camera like at this point we've seen that it's a cat so we know it's a cat so it's a, it's ridiculous uh so not yeah. only is the shot not scary but also you've just once again undermined the entire point uh all of the tension of a found footage movie and I just want to uh, add that footnote onto what I said earlier about the light source it sounds nitpicky but like the whole point of a found footage movie is to put you there and to maximize the tension of that situation. And part of the tension of being in a, a pyramid, I mean, look at the movie, the descent is the fact that it's pitch black, like you're underground. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, the quote red letter media, you might not have noticed, but your brain did. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the, one of the other things is that they edit this like a horror movie. They have jump scare sounds. They like again. They have soundtrack effects. They'll do like wacky, like when that guy gets hit by the boulder, which is fucking hilarious. They like flash a couple shots in there, mm-hmm. and it's like what I thought. This is again found footage, uh, and so like by doing that, um, like a lot. It, it, again, it's just so lazy. Whereas if you watch a good found footage movie, they are they will be able to figure out how to do a jump scare. By using the camera, how it moves, and the natural sounds in the environment. And this doesn't care to try to do that, ever. It just does the horror movie jump scare sound and, like, quick cuts or something like that. Like, the person who found the footage and edited it was like, I'm making a horror movie <laughs> with this. Yeah. Um, and so breaking the format isn't a bad idea, I actually thought. It's how you have to do it. Like, imagine if this movie or a movie started as found footage and then at a certain point broke the format. That would, and, and if that moment meant something, you know, like I could see that. Yeah, and but, I think that has been. I'm. Tr- I feel like that has been. I'm sure it has done, yeah. but that's not what this movie does. It breaks format constantly within the constantly, same scene, constantly and without any reason. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of, and I know I've referenced this before, is when David Copperfield was like, "I can do street magic," and so he just did his stage magic outside. Um, yeah, and like that, I always found that very funny. Environments, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. Although, in re- in retrospect, it's kind of an observation on the fact that, we don't have to get into this, but street magic, the David Blaine stuff, was just kind of staged magic, too. Well, it's all forced so perspective. It's, it's, it depends on where yeah, the camera was standing. Exactly. It's actually technically easier magic, because you're not doing it in front of an audience, you're doing it for a camera, mm-hmm. and you can edit it and change the... It doesn't matter. Yeah. But 
David Copperfield doing that, it just felt hilarious because it was like, he's like, yeah, I can, fuck it, I could do that too. Yeah. And then he just like lazily did it. That's what this feels like where they're like, we could, yeah, let's do a fan footage. And they like didn't care to understand it. They just were like, yeah, you just have to make some of the shots. Well, it's, it, it really. Look like they were filmed by somebody, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, really, it really smacks of somebody that doesn't understand the format or the point of the format or, yeah, or just, the re the uh, the reason for the format just cynically doing it um to the point that yeah it doesn't even help with their budget i don't think um and like no this was probably like a, a maybe a 10 million dollar movie maybe not that much maybe. but like maybe like yeah. six or seven yeah and like i think a lot of found footage was done in this cynical way where they were like yeah we'll give you a found footage here you go and like they didn't really care and this is just all of that combined uh uh on top of that it's the dave it's the hubris of people plundering uh ancient tombs yeah it is so in a way on, it's appropriate on top of that the movie is extremely bad it is it is one of the worst movies uh if not <laughs> we, the we worst film even, we have ever watched uh for yeah, this we podcast have, we haven't even explained the plot <laughs> um because I'm guessing most people didn't see this movie. Um, it's a group of archaeologists. They found a new pyramid. Mm -hmm. There's riots happening in Egypt, which I'm sure had to do with something that was happening at the it time that I don't remember. Time, yeah. uh, it's weird that it's in here because it doesn't matter. Ultimately, um, like it, none of that matters. There's riots. They get to the site and they have to shut. They find this three sided pyramid. Uh, and it like it's it, it jizzes out some like mummy curse dust and it like uh and it like hurts the diggers uh there's there's a woman and her father her father uh finds out that she has like some on her he touches a button on her work computer and that button is apparently the open picture of me kissing a guy button yeah open picture of me smooching drone pilot guy yeah, and so we learn they're in a relationship. And but don't it worry, seems it doesn't like, matter, as we've said. Yeah, we they spend like 10 minutes on the top, on the front end, like, giving us exposition that never matters. Uh, they put a drone in. Um, they're, well, they're told the riots are so bad you have to leave. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough, never matters. <laughs> Because they go in the pyramid anyway. Well, it's and so it's like, it's, why not just have them go in the pyramid and then the movie? I think starts. it's. I guess it was their very lazy attempt to explain why would a just a a, a very small ragtag unprepared team just go oh, fucking headlong yeah. into a pyramid? That's not how it works. This is like a you know a very careful, delicate, highly supervised, highly managed process. It's their way of trying to shove the characters into. What is a pr right. pretty extreme action? That's true. Yeah. Because what happens is they send their rover in and then the rover breaks and they're like, we have to get that. That's like really expensive. Yeah, it's and like so, a $3 million rover that's, that NASA loaned them. Right. And at this point, I was thinking, like, just have that cameraman you have in there get it. Yeah, yeah. Have whoever sold the camera you, in there. Yeah. Also, like, uh, I couldn't help but think as they were like, you don't understand. They loaned us this camera. It's three thousand. It's a three million dollar rover. They, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna murder me. And it's like, do you know how many millions of dollars NASA breaks? Yeah. Like, it's fine. They'll it's build fine. another one. <laughs> they it's would not. Even, honestly, it's not like they would much rather like, like, like seriously. Like, if you if you lent uh, an ex uh, an excavation this rover, uh, and they drove it into a temple. And it got lost and destroyed. Like I'm sure the people at NASA would much rather just have you come to them and be like, "Look, it we put it into the pyramid and it it got it, we lost it. It got broken." They would much yeah, rather be, like rather than have a human go in there and risk the same injury to right. themselves trying to recover a piece of equipment. It's literally why rovers. It's exist. why they built the rover exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, um, if you drive a rover. To take measurements at the lip of a volcano, and it tumbles over the lip of the volcano, you don't send somebody down there to get the rover back. Yeah, it's it's just the rover doing its job. It's what it's for. Yeah. Also, this isn't. They try to make it seem like an expensive rover, but you you might be imagining a NASA rover. This is like BattleBots. This is a rover that I don't know was built for I don't know an indie film. It looks like a rover <laughs> that was built from an Erector set. Yeah. 
but that we have to we have to we have to be told this is really expensive and i'm like i don't believe you there is but yeah sure. i look at this thing and i wonder how does this cost three million dollars it's an yeah. rc car with a camera on top that is it that's all it is mm-hmm. it's just a it's uh, just a it's just a bare bones metal chassis with a camera yeah so these dipshits get in the goddamn uh sorry i can't i really can't get over the fact that this movie cuts away to space that is the boldest thing a found footage it's like Congo. could ever do. It like yeah. fucking cuts to a satellite out of nowhere. I'm like, what is this movie? Imagine writing a found footage film and write cut to exterior space. <laughs> like, what a... Uh, anyway, uh, these dipshits go into the pyramid. Uh, they touch everything. <laughs> uh, they don't have any care about the artifacts. Um, they find bunch of stuff uh they get they can't find their way out because they have like a wire like that leads them yeah. back out and it gets cut mm-hmm. uh and then they're talking and out of oh no do they fall through the, they fall through a floor yeah right? the floor collapses beneath them as they're trying to find their way back out yeah and then they're talking and one of the characters just gets crushed by a rock out of nowhere yep it's extremely funny uh, followed by an emotional scene where he's like dying and they're like, is you're going to be all right? It's going to be okay. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That was extremely, extremely funny. Um, one of the characters, the documentary producer, I think, climbs up a hole. Yeah, yeah. The documentary host. Yeah. Gets attacked by what is clearly a hairless cat. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment you realize, oh, this is the worst X-Files episode. Yeah, this is, yeah, as soon as she climbs up that shaft, because there's like some tension, you're like, okay, they're stuck in a pyramid, it's falling, there's traps. Like, the traps, honestly, are the scariest part of this movie. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you're kind of with the movie, even though, like, it's dumb at this point, but you're like, okay, okay. But as soon as she climbs up there and pokes her little face in that hole, and you see what is clearly a cat, you're like, oh, this movie is bad. Yeah, and then they spent a lot of time with her being like, I don't know what it was. What was it? And it's like, it's, it was a cat. It was a I cat. saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, on, not... it's on camera. Yeah, you do you not know what a cat... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did record it, yeah. you're right. You recorded uh, it. You can play that back. Yeah, and so from here on, nothing much happens. They, uh, The Egyptian uh, army guy that they met earlier shows up at the pyramid, and they're like, how'd you get in that, here? That guy uh, is the best actor in the movie. He is, absolutely. Like, in his, in his one scene, well, he has two, well, he has three scenes, but he has two scenes outside and one scene in the pyramid. But in the two scenes he has outside where he confronts them, and he, he only ever speaks Egyptian, so we don't really know what he's saying. But he's very intense and intimidating. Like, it's yeah. very clear that they're like, oh, shit, this could get very serious. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's really good. He's the best actor in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets, he gets, he starts shooting into the hole. They get chased in the hole. That's when they put action music over it. And and also they're getting chased by cats. They're getting chased by cats. So it's action music, and it's and it's like they they get out of the hole, and then just a, a like a scattering of cats come out, and they don't even attack them. They just keep going. They just keep running. And the the idea is oh they're running from something, and the uh, Egyptian guy he gets folded like he's like he's Henry Bowers's buddy. Yeah, like, into, Bel- like Belch Huggins. Yeah, like Belch. He gets folded into a hole, which is once again extremely funny. Uh, it, it's like kind of freaky, but it's mostly, I thought, funny. Uh, and so there's clearly like a bigger creature, uh, and that's all we know. Um, and then they they're just trying to get out again. They're yelling at each other. There's like a lot of dumb drama, but nothing. Again, nothing that was set up really. Yeah, uh, stuff just it's it, this is a very and then movie like it's just yeah. stuff just happens without really any rhyme or reason. Yeah, they're just sort of yelling at each other and then the producer falls into the Mortal Kombat spike pit. Uh and then the cats show up and start and start just munching on her, but that doesn't kill her. What kills her, I would argue, is them uh when they go to help her. Mhm. And they and they half lift her out and it's like, well, you're committed now. And then they're like, no, put her back down in the spike. And they put her back down. And it was like, man, don't do that. Don't do any of that. And so she just goes ahead and dies. Yeah. You know, she, she honestly makes the best decision out of anyone. Yeah. Just she dies. really does. 
Uh, they find the rover again. They rewire the antenna to send a video to the outside, uh, which, all right. The dad gives like a monologue instead of just being like, help, we're trapped in here, get help. Uh, yeah, he gives like a whole stupid ass, like, yeah, like those, like, I mean, and I was about to say, like those bad horror movies where they find somebody's journal where they've impossibly written their final moments, a thing that no one does. Right, like it's nobody, just like that. nobody writes the like in the minds of Moria the drums they are coming. Like nobody writes that. Like the who castle, is that? Uh, uh, yeah, like the it's... castle. Uh. <laughs> so I was about to say that, except I just remembered that they literally find a journal that says that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do from um, a from a st- like a mason, like a Freemason. Like oh, the Freemasons are. This is the funniest fucking thing. They find a Freemason skeleton and realize that, like, the Freemasons are the people who initially discovered the temple, you know, I don't know, 200 years ago, uh, and built a tunnel in there. And the dad, the professor dad, uh, randomly says, oh, yeah, the Freemasons, they're great excavators. I'm like, it's not, they're not like a race. (laughs) It's not like a bloodline. It's like a club you get to join. What are you talking about? They're great excavators. They're just dudes who fucking go to the, the hunter's lodge once a month to have meetings. That's amazing. Um, yeah, his message and his message. Yeah, it's a series of people dying in this pyramid and leaving exposition to the next person who will inevitably die. Yeah. The dad says, bring guns. The next person who comes. And I was like, bring TNT. Like, the problem is you can't get out. Like, bring bring a drill. Just crack open the top of this pyramid. Yeah, honestly, for the love yeah. Of God. Like, yeah. yeah. It's the, the time for preserving preserving antiquity is past. Uh, yeah. Just crack this motherfucker open like yeah. a kinder you know egg. Yeah, or just blow it up. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, just leave it buried in the goddamn sand, which was clearly yeah. the intent. Yeah. So they come so in here with guns. What the fuck do you think this is? Yeah. So th- most of this movie is them finding another route and going, I think this is the way out. Yeah. Uh, and then it's not. The funniest being when he finds a secret sealed door that needs to, like, you have to, like, trigger it to open. And he's like, I think this is how that soldier got in. And I'm like, well, no, I don't. It's it's like in the movie Mortal Kombat when he's going through the cobwebs. Yeah, and he's like, I think Katana joke. went this way. <laughs> yeah, like and that's the joke. Didn't, and that's the gag. Yeah. 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 And this is serious. The door is covered with screaming skulls, and they're like, yeah, this is the way out. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it, yeah. <laughs> Just a like, bunch of carved I... faces frozen for thousands of years in a, in, a, in, a, in a scream of agony. It's so dumb. This is the way out. I don't think it is. <laughs> I really don't think it is. Um, but they go through that, and then they get to the burial chamber. They have to solve a star puzzle. The dad gets murdered. He gets a fist The dad gets canoed. Uh, now that you he brought does. Mortal Kombat up. Yeah, they, they, they uh, foist some real quick gobbledygook on us about Anubis weighing the hearts uh, against um, Isis, I think. I forget. Um, yeah. But he has to weigh people's hearts to determine if they're worthy. And if they're worthy, the gates uh, to heaven will open and, and they will pass through. And there's some... Uh, real sweaty uh, exposition about how Anubis has been locked in here and he's been trying to find a worthy heart so he can go to heaven and join his father, Osiris. Right. And that's like Anubis's, that- uh, supposed to be Anubis's motivation, except he kills like five people without even attempting to take their hearts and weigh them. Yeah. He's, it, and Anubis isn't like a, it's a monster. He's just a it's monster. An animal. Yeah. He's just yeah. a big jackal man. Yeah. Uh, he like, I thought Anubis was or... a god. Like, yeah. why is he behaving like a bear? It's another thing I looked up. Anubis was actually also traditionally very good to people. <laughs> like, that's a part of Anubis' thing. Movie. Yeah, not in this racist uh, ass movie. They were just like, oh, he's it... scary looking. Let's make him a monster." I'm like, I don't exactly. think he's a monster. They didn't even scan his Wikipedia page. Yeah, that's like, all that's you what had it to is. do, guys. Yeah. Also, this was the point where they they do like a puzzle at the end, a really half-assed one, and it was like a reminder of like, oh, this could have been the movie. Imagine oh, yeah. a treasure hunting booby trap puzzle movie that was found, that's footage. found footage. Yeah, and that it's was like, I, oh I, fuck, yeah. that would have been great. I mentioned earlier the traps are the scariest part, like the like yeah. the, the spike pit and like the stupid cats could have just been rats or whatever that are coming out and started eating her. Um, they're in a, they're st- in a hallway that starts filling with sand. That's terrifying. 
yeah you could still have anubis at the end or something but like a found footage where it was mostly tr- like a uncharted essentially where you're just like doing a series of traps and mm-hmm. puzzles and, that would have been really fucking sweet yeah and heaven if you're gonna have anubis at the end it seems like anubis would be more like the grail knight at the end of last crusade yeah do something interesting yeah and not a snarling monster because yeah definitely don't show him in the in the light yeah. When you can't afford to make him look good. Right. Definitely don't do that. He he looks like what is you assume is under um General Grievous. Like, yeah. like he just looks like a weird dog person that's like scratchy You're, face. He looks like a he looks like a CGI werewolf in a car commercial. Like that's right. the level of quality of the effects. Yeah. He is he is a nineteen ninety nine like he is the, the Scorpion King type of <laughs> he CGI. Looks, right. He looks about on the same level as the Scorpion King at the end of the yeah. Mummy Returns. He looks like he could be part of Anubis's army in the Scorpion King. Uh, and so uh, the, she solved this puzzle and they do another dumb thing where she climbs out. This is my, and then, this, this, I was screaming at my television yeah. during this part. She climbs out and then it gets dragged back in by Anubis. And it's like, okay, I mean, I really just want this movie to end. Uh, but I guess we're going to do this. Anubis like ties her up. There's this whole sequence with Anubis that's just not scary or compelling where he's just like waiting to kill her, even though right, he, he didn't... puts he puts his finger claws, even though he straight up canoed her dad to get his heart. Yeah. He like just kind of slides his finger claws into her like a uh, Molaram in Temple of Doom and then just yeah. waits there like he's waiting. Yep. Like he's waiting to get attacked by cats. Yeah. Uh, the cats show up and attack him for reasons unclear. Well, it's they, they briefly breeze through some more gobbledygook about how the Sphinx cats are there to keep Anubis in the tomb. Like Got the, it. the, the uh, exposition of the film, the story of the film is that Osiris knew Anubis was bad uh, and built this tomb as a prison for him on Earth to keep him on Earth forever. Um, I don't know why. <sighs> yeah, I don't know why. Uh, they don't say why, but um, so yeah, the cats are meant to like keep him locked inside. But the the part that I was screaming about is that there's before that, you know, Dad gets canoed. Uh, we see him get his heart weighed. He doesn't pass judgment, so he gets melted. Um, then uh, she and the cameraman, who are the last two characters, do like a suspenseful climactic scene, climbing up the uh the shaft to get outside and there's this whole thing where anubis comes up after them and uh the cameraman like sacrifices himself so she can get out she gets to the top and then anubis just drags her back down to do the sequence and then right after that they do the same sequence of her climbing up the shaft with anubis climbing after it's like we did this twice you did the same climax twice it feels like in the screenwriting or reshoots or something someone was like no we want more and they're like uh, i don't want to write a whole other thing so i'm just gonna loop this sequence right it was it's maddening it's like doing a climactic car chase stopping to have like a brief fist fight with the villain and then doing the same climactic car chase yeah it's very strange yeah it's 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 indiana jones running from the boulder then like somehow getting back inside so he can run right. from the boulder again <laughs> right. like belloc takes the idol and then he immediately has to go back inside yeah. and run from the boulder again but it's and like not, it's like the same shots i was about to say not a different boulder the same boulder in the same hallway yeah it's the same sequence yeah twice mm-hmm. and again the same location and characters it is awful it's it's an awful film it is a baffling decision uh and so they do us so they've already done the she's getting out oh fake out she's not and then they do it again at the end Mm -hmm. she gets out and then she's lying there and a a, an egyptian kid walks up and i thought oh here's a chance for like a twist um maybe anubis shows up and like the kid is like friends with anubis or something like i'm not saying that's a good idea but it's a it's a chance for something. Well, they start Anything. they start to do it because the kid picks up the expensive camera instead of helping her. It's exactly. Like, well, no, I'm going to take so this camera like, and, and feed my family for three years. Right. I thought, oh, maybe they'll do something interesting, and then Anubis pops up behind him and kills the child. Smash cut to new metal. Yep. <laughs> the credits. New metal credits. <laughs> uh, like... About uh, at, at I think minute eighty two. 
Like this movie is barely yeah. over an hour long. It is. They couldn't yeah, even. It, they could barely make this a full movie. No, and and, and it's uh, what's incredible about that is that going all the way back to the core premise, a found footage film in a pyramid with booby traps and like curses is a great that idea. Is a fantastic idea. This, if there was ever a movie that someone needs to remake, it's this one. I would just, uh, I would just, you know, or just, you know, make a different one. Or just make one. a different or movie. Just take that yeah. idea of like uh, ancient spooky trap temple with uh, some supernatural shit yeah. going on inside. Make that found footage. That is a great idea. Yeah, I guarantee no one's going to accuse you of ripping off the pyramid. God, no. <laughs> this movie is, it really is one of the most cynically made, half-assed, cheap, not, not necessarily money cheap, found footage horror that was that ever existed it is it is uh, it's at least it's one of the rare instances where it received the uh it it got the reception that it deserved yeah it it, nobody would disagree with us like nobody's gonna argue with us it's it's is Rotten it, Tomatoes, it's box office, everything across the board. Yeah, it's critic ratings, it's audience ratings, it 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 bombed like a shard from an exploding planet, like a shard from Krypton. Right. Um so badly that it didn't even get released on time when it was supposed to, and doesn't it didn't even come out on video in most markets. Right, like say what you want about like paranormal activity. I get that it's a cheap film. I'm not a big fan of those, but I've watched them and there's clearly, they clearly scratched an itch by making those films. Well, at the bare minimum, they stick to their, their premise. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of, even, um, the one that's, um, not cause there's one, the chosen ones the or chosen whatever. Ones, yeah. Yeah. That's actually not a bad movie from what I remember. They, they still stick to the found footage premise. They're just running around with the camera. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they did that again, mainly because they're like, well, what makes us special is, is it's security. A house. It's a haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's those security shots. Yeah. It's uh, paranormal activity is more of a theme park ride than a movie. Um, yeah. And honestly, some of them have stuff in it that I was like, oh, that's clever. That's they uh, actually, that third one is not bad. Yeah. They also actually, stick to a lore that they have they and it's by goofy, the last but yeah <laughs> yes by the last one they explain what's happening um they don't mystery box it they you by the end you're like okay so i know why all of this happened well but yeah um, i don't need that like i was perfectly no like, part of what made the paranormal activity movie spooky was the unknowable nature of the entity but uh right. anyway we're, we're this is what this is about is that the bar is so low right, like, that I'm like, congratulating it, it is for not having a, a plot. It's, it's not like a quality franchise. They're, no, they're, but, but it, it, it's, my God, it's what like the, even them doing like the bare minimum is way better than whatever this piece of shit was. Because they also could have done, the paranormal activities could have had every movie unrelated and just the same thing over and over again. Uh, they They felt... The point is, is that they felt like they had to make an effort to actually make, because again, it, it was, it's so, it's so easy to just make a paranormal activity lazy Yeah, that they were like, we're actually going to go the extra mile and try to make it interesting too. Uh, this is, yeah, they want to keep people coming back. Yeah. And again, it's, it's not good horror. Uh, no, it's, 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 but it's not, it's not like utterly creatively bankrupt because even though paranormal activities are very cynical films themselves they yeah. at least have respect enough for the audience to be like okay we have to come up with a something to give the audience a reason to come see another one of these exactly whereas this one surprisingly with all the elements they have in it is somehow more lazy and cynical than a movie like paranormal activity mm-hmm. or, is, or any of the found footage you know this is a million dollar premise like this is a really yeah. good premise but it really my is god how they cats like cats what? and again what? cats that didn't actually exist all right so uh here's a depressing uh thing budget 6.5 million oh that's pretty close yep uh, it technically made its money back, sixteen point nine million. It made it, which is not good. That is a single not weekend. Good. That is a single. Yes. That is a single lukewarm weekend for a horror movie. Yes. Um, internationally, 
Oof. <laughs> so it made, it, <laughs> yeah, just I don't so, even know what the number is, and I'm wincing. It's all right. So uh, it was released in December. <laughs> first of all, first of all, yeah. What are in you doing? December. Uh, it they, earned they, only. I one... mean, they knew it was a piece of shit. That's why it came out in December. <laughs> yeah, it made 1.3 million in the U.S. Investors at the time had expected it. Apparently. To make uh, twenty million domestically, which is hilarious. That's not um, even ultimately. That's not even a pie in the sky number for a horror movie like this. Yeah, like a like ulti- a decently budgeted horror movie with like a major studio behind it. Like twenty million for an entire run is not like shooting for the stars. Yeah, it it ultimately made two point eight million in the U.S. Mm, uh, and then internationally, <laughs> yeah, internationally it made fourteen million. Uh, and that's a release in 18 markets. I was going to say, that's, that, the only reason it made that much is because they released it in a bunch of different markets where word of mouth couldn't cross over. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> this is... It, li- oh it, it had exactly one weekend in all of those markets. Yeah. The people came out of that theater and were like, do not see this movie. It is. Oh, that's oh! It got what it deserved. I don't like. It got. I don't like deserved. celebrating when movies bomb, but this one deserves to bomb. I. But this is like, like this is like it. Like I like if someone is trying their hardest and fail, I'm not going to celebrate that unless the person is a bad person. That's tr- that's know? true. That's true. This. Per- um, I'm sure this this guy didn't want to make a bad movie. Well, I was about to say, I don't believe that about this. It doesn't feel like they tried their hardest. That's true. Like, we we did talk about like all the shit. It, it's this is basic stuff that this movie is doing yeah. wrong. Again, the movie is a found footage, and then within five minutes drops that premise randomly, and it continues um, to do that. The with several it'll do it within the same scene it'll cut back and forth like it'll just break format and then go back to the format and then break it in the same scenes it's yeah why i can't that i was desperately looking for behind the scenes stuff for this and there's, there's not none much. to be found i think people yeah. as soon as this fucking yeah just drove into the earth like the fucking uh drill ship from the core Yes, but I desperately want to know. I know. I need I need like a six episode mini series about the making of this film. I need a huge book. Yes. A coffee table book, a tome about the making of the pyramid. I need to know every detail. Yeah, I need I need uh yeah, interviews. I need people to it, it's it's yeah. I I want to know what went wrong because either one of two things happen, which is that there's a director who had like some weird vision that was passionate about it and this is their vision and their vision was bad or and this is more likely no one involved with this movie believed in it and they just shat it out that's what it if that's the thing is that this isn't like an artistic film that that like it or this isn't a big swing that misses this is a movie that clearly feels lazy at yeah. every given time this is it feels this... like it was a cynical attempt to cash in on found footage and i'm glad it didn't do that yeah no every, yeah yeah i think <laughs> yeah. that i think it's okay to be happy that a movie because had this made you know a billion dollars that would be awful that's a bad thing that would happen in my opinion <laughs> that's someone turning in a half-assed and cynical project and being rewarded for it uh, well, not not only rewarded for it, but like setting the curve for the class. Yes, because um, exactly. this movie would have gotten like a dozen imitators. Yes, it's one. It's one of those thresholds that I'm glad because with the Paranormal Activity movies, there's there's a level, and I think some people out there feel this way, where they're like, "How is that? God, audiences are so dumb. How is that popular? You know what I mean? Well, they're fun and the to answer watch. is yeah. The answer is it's clearly scratching an edge. Um, this gives a, me that faith where it's like, yeah. People won't watch anything. Right. You know what like, I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it goes for all the cheapest ways to appeal to audiences, and audiences around the world said, absolutely not. And that's the system working. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've said enough about the pyramid. I think so. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a fascinating reminder that there's justice in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if, you, if you're interested in bad movies on like an academic level, uh, watch it. Uh, anyone else? You're all set. 
it's, it's, you're just going to be disappointed yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're going and expecting like a par- the kind of fun you get from a paranormal activity. You're going to be really bummed. When this or is and over. I can't. Yeah, I can't stress it enough. If you're expecting a, it's so bad, it's good. You're not going to get that either. Nope. Yeah. Uh. So thank you, burrito mouth. Yeah. No, honestly, I mean, this no, was it's a good discussion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. This, I'm glad I saw it for the sake of this I was podcast. actually, I was excited to do the episode. I was not excited. I, I had seen the movie once before. I was not excited about rewatching the movie, but doing the episode was, I'm, I'm yeah, glad I did was, it. I was also excited about rewatching the movie because I didn't remember that it was this bad. Uh, and I, again, fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you, Burrito Mouth. This was, um, via our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. If you go on there, there's a bunch of tiers for $5 a month, five, just $5 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can get access to so many things. We have, um, exclusive podcasts on there. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a maniac. Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Um, Spielboys and Star Trek The Next Futurama are one a month, while the others are weekly and bi-weekly. So it's a lot of content on there. Uh, We share some of those with our fellows at Small Beans as well. Uh, But the point is, $5 a month, you get all that. For $10, you get to watch movies with us every Friday night. We just watch the VHS movies. It's it's a lot of fun. A bunch of us get together. Uh, we talk over the movies and we enjoy them. Yeah. And then then we have other tiers past that. But yeah, uh, check that out if you haven't already. We also have, yeah, we also have a store. Head over to the gamefullyunemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store, which has all kinds of cool original artwork and designs for all of our shows and also just, I don't know, just fun designs. <laughs> so uh, right. you, can get that, you can get that shit slapped on uh, t-shirts and mugs and stickers and posters, whatever the F you want. So yeah. check that out. And happy after Halloween, because mm-hmm. this is coming out after Halloween. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, happy it, happy post-spoopy post depression season. Yeah, I mean, did you, would you want this to be around Halloween? The pyramid? Nah. You want You want this to be our Halloween movie? Yeah, no one wants nah. that. No, nah, nobody wants that. <laughs>